Regina Robinson joins us, Sydney Morning Herald rugby writer for well over a decade now. And Paul McLean has come out big time, swinging overnight. He's the chairman of the Rugby Australian Enterprise, ladies and gentlemen. And anyway, Georgina, he's come out as well, you know, uh, saying that she was bullied, that she's left because of bullying. Is that the case, do you think? Uh, I don't think she was bullied. I mean, she was subjected to pretty vile social media attacks. Um, so I guess, you know, in that broad definition, perhaps, uh, my main problem with Paul McLean coming out swinging was it's all a little too little too late. Uh, you know, they, in her two and a half years, that that sort of commentary about her, Raylene's appearance uh, was a constant. Uh, and then, um, and, no, and no one ever came out to defend her. No one on the board ever stood up to defend her uh, from that. And, and it has to be pointed out that... Um, that was Raylene's strategy. Raylene just wanted to get on with the job, and that's what a lot of women like to do. They just say, I'm just going to put my head down and get on with the job and let me be judged on that. Um, there's, there's a couple of degrees of it in Australia. There was the social media trolling, um, which a lot of high-profile women presenters and administrators uh, and figures are subjected to. But then there was also you know, the relentless campaign um, from within rugby, uh, to to kind of discredit her and to show up her her any missteps that were made um, and you know the Alan Jones writing in the Australian and and on and on commercial radio here um, just took aim at her every single week and and the, but but I know the board and Raylene it, their strategy was to ignore it because you know as was often said in the halls of um, rugby power here, Alan Jones has taken down prime ministers. Why would we pick a fight with him? So the strategy was to ignore him on a, on a raft of issues, and and it wasn't just Raylene. He took aim at um, he took aim at almost everyone in in rugby, and and a lot of those people wanted wanted Rugby Australia to defend them and to defend the game. And Raylene and the board said no. Let's not pick a fight with him. We'll just go about our business. Um, so for Paul McLean to come out now after the board has made the decision that Raylene's no longer the one for the job, um, I just found a bit rich yesterday. I, I understand it, it, the criticism wasn't, in, you know, the criticism was disgusting and in many cases not valid, but um, I just thought it was a little bit rich from the chairman. Do you have to be an ex-player to be the CEO of Australian Rugby? Do you have to be a man and do you have to be Australian? No, you don't. Um, you don't, Martin. Uh, look, I think I think Raylene's Raylene's tenure um, was dominated by the Israel Folau saga. It was only three months into her starting the job at Rugby Australia when when it started with his first anti-gay Instagram post. Um, there was a brief reprieve, you know, when they agreed that he wouldn't do it again. Uh, they re-signed him for four for four years on you know about a million a season. Um, despite the fact he'd shown such bad faith. Uh, and and that was her call. There were no extra protections in the contract, and that was her fault. Uh, and and then he did it again uh, in April. So last April, and sorry, April 2018, and then it dragged, it dragged out until December last year, really. Um, so uh, that really hurt Raylene, um, and, it, and it would have hurt any CEO in the game. It would have hurt Phil Kearns in the game. Um, but 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 that's separate to other things that you know that she did and didn't do. And I, I will say that had she been able to lock in Optus, um, which is the telco over here, as as the new broadcast partner, and, and all accounts 
and you know I have this from 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 very good sources, both from within rugby and and Optus, that a deal was you know was that was imminent before the coronavirus pandemic hit. That would have been a game changer for her. It would have bought her time. She would have been able to see Dave Rennie travel here, um, play some tests. It would have it could have potentially completely changed the narrative of her time. She could have put Israel Folau and Michael Checker behind her. But the coronavirus pandemic has upset a lot of careers, a lot of lives, and unfortunately, Raylene Castle is one of those. Georgina Robinson, Sydney Morning Herald out of Australia. Now, the reason that I asked you that question in part as well is because you've been in this business and, and covering rugby for 10 years. It is a very male environment. How have you found it? Have you found it a battle on that level? Um, I haven't, Marty, maybe because I've um, had my head in the sand. And I, you know, I think, I think rugby is this funny sport as well where the, you know, everyone's very polite to your face. So perhaps... Perhaps in perhaps in the early days, there was a lot of scepticism, but you know, everyone's everyone treated me with courtesy and respect. Uh, and now I think, you know, a decade in, I'm probably just part of the furniture. Um, but you know, I, I'm I'm a I'm a journalist and a critic, and and I um, that's very different to to running the game and and having to manage a lot of different relationships. The CEO of Australian Rugby has to keep the states on side the players on side, um, you know, the old guard on side. And that's an impo- that was, you know, that was an impossible task for, for Raylene's predecessor, Bill Pulver. It was an impossible task for Pulver's successor, our predecessor, John O'Neill. Um, now, um, and unfortunately, Raylene didn't get the runs on the board, um, the demonstrable visible runs on the board to, to placate um, her critics and people that, people that, you know, had their doubts about her. Um, and look, I observed it for two and a half years, and I and I and I, you know, I, she she got some things right. Um, Dave Rennie was right, you know, that assembling that coaching team was fantastic. I think she was about to pull off a major a major directional and strategic change for Australian rugby in the broadcasting landscape to walk away from a pay TV provider and go with the new generation, a streaming service run by a um, run by a by a telecommunications company would have been huge, and but I think it would have been the right call. But she, she, because of the coronavirus pandemic, she will never get a chance um, to to see those kind of decisions pay off. Uh, and all we're left is left with to judge her on is, you know, annoying the really, really to, to pardon my French, pissing off the players unnecessarily over this pay deal that she's that she just locked away before she left. Um, she didn't need to make an enemy of the, of the professional players, and she did. And that goes to her judgment um, on this issue. Um, and, and, and I think the Israel Folau issue, unfortunately, I, I don't think any sports administrator could have survived that. Um, so I know it's easy to kind of look at it and go, oh, you know, she wasn't, she didn't, she wasn't Phil Kearns, she was never going to last. But I think that's lazy um, and and doesn't take into account that, that, that Raylene, and by her own admission, made made some errors of judgment. Uh, and, and, and then, and then, you know, you had this, this global, global health crisis that no one could have predicted. Finally then, in terms of Dave Rennie, is he going to stay? I mean, there's all kind of speculation here that he, he may not want that job. And you're, from what you know, is he still going to be the Wallaby coach? I, I, have, um, I have a source very close to Dave Rennie. And, and um, while, rugby, while he's given rugby, well, Dave Rennie's given Rugby Australia no indication that he is wavering in his commitment, I know that the next, what happens in the next few months at Rugby Australia, who they appoint as CEO, you know how how professional and independent that process is 
will matter a great deal to Dave Rennie and his feelings about um, about coming to Australia. Um, you know, I'm sure I'm sure um, uh, Waikato types and uh, New Zealanders in general will know better than any Australian, especially me, that Dave Rennie is um, by all accounts a man of enormous honour. Uh, loyalty and integrity. So having made the commitment to Australia, um, to Raylene Castle, but also to her 2IC, Scott Johnson, the director of rugby, who's a good friend of Dave's, uh, and and to the other coaches uh, he's now working with and has been working around the clock with, uh, you know, for the past three months while balancing his Glasgow commitments. Having made that commitment to all of those people, it, it will be, it, it will have to be something very big and grave for him to to renege on that but but at the same time I think you know anyone outside Australia must have looked looked at how at how uh, Raylene's demise has played out over recent weeks with horror um, and and that would that would give that would give him pause so I think it's really a, um, a watch and a watch and see uh, brief for Dave and depending on who who becomes the next CEO and what kind of a relationship happened um, you know can can be built from that I would say one thing you know no no CEO off you know often it's often said that CEOs and coaches um, when a CEO change a coach gets nervous um, I, I don't think Dave Rennie and his coach, assistant coaches have any reason to be nervous there is no doubt that's a world-class coaching team and any CEO coming into that uh, would look at it and go well at least that's sorted, you know, when they're appraising uh, their organisation. So, that you know, there'd be no jitters for, on Dave's part about, you know, will, will the next bloke or the next woman like me? Um, he, he's pretty safe there. It's more about whether Dave Rennie, um, I think, feels he can he can trust uh, and have the have the backing of 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 Raylene's successor. DRS. Thank you. Georgina Robinson, you've been listening to 1222. Interesting, fascinating, is it not, to get a female perspective on this.